Boom. Good evening. Woo. Thursday night special. Let's come on in and get it. Thursday night. Jazz Lounge Live special tonight. Got a special treat tonight. Hopefully, um, we get everybody in tonight. So come on in. Bring your drink, favorite drink. Bring your cigar if you smoke them like my man Madison Downs. And uh, come on in. Let's have a chit-chat. We got a special show tonight. Um, we are supposed to have Eric Ray tonight. And so I'm looking for Eric Ray, candidate for Virginia Beach um, City Council. Trying to make sure he has the right thing because, you know, last time Eric said he ain't get it. So I'm going to make sure he got it this time again. I'm going to send it to him right now. And um, I'm going to send it to all of his uh, little... Okay, I think only I won the high. So I just sent it to him again to make sure he come in and everything. So how y'all doing? Hope everything good tonight. Sorry about that. Hey, Joyce. How are you? Hey, Sharon. Vincent Balducci. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Appreciate you coming in. Um, So waiting on Eric. So why waiting on Eric? No, I got my co-host. I'm going to pop in my co-host. We got Mr. Madison Downs. What's happening, hey. brother? How you What's doing, man? Hey, man. Uh, on your page, man, the radical radical Republicans. You gotta change the uh, change the uh, thing to uh, everybody. What do you mean? I shared it on my page, and it's just to your friends. It needs to be so. Shared everybody. Okay, you talking about on my regular page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta put it on the globe. I thought I did, man. Hold on, let me find it first. Let's see. It's not even coming up on my page, bro, on my real page. But uh, because everybody can see it on my... Uh... It's hard to. I can't um, I can't share it off of that page. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, let's see what's happening here, man. You know, well, you know, Facebook throttling me right now, man. Man, they've been... Yeah, it's not, even, it's not even up on Facebook right now. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. You That's where it's from. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, cool, I shared cool. it from your page. And uh, so... Let me see here. Nah, let's see. Because I'm looking at my page. Man, it's you know, it's crazy. You you, you might can see it on my page, but I can't no, see I it. It's crazy. It. I got it. I got it. I got it. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, man. It, okay, you know. there we go. All right. So, see, it just popped up on my page, man. You know? All right. So, I'm going to go up here. Boom. All right. So, now I'm going to share it to the globe. So, that's what happened. So that was the deal. So it's up there now. So we good. All right, cool. So that should be good. Man, it's just a big delay, man. It's weird. It is just yeah. really, really weird, man. You know, and um, I mean, even on um on the other page is weird, man. It takes a while for it to load up or whatever. All right, but anyway, I'm gonna bring in mother guests. Sorry, y'all. I ain't forget about y'all, Mr. Don Burton and Miss LaVita, the model Jones. She's up in here tonight. You got your wireless stuff straightened out, boo. Uh-oh. Now she muted. I, I didn't mute you. I didn't mute you. 
you hear me? No, I just unmuted. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We got you. We got you. Hey, all right. We're good, Vincent. Sharon, appreciate y'all. Uh, you eating the same snack. Y'all eating blueberry bagels. All right. Hey, Pamela. Nice cross. All right. So, well, what we had planned on doing, and I, and I contacted him. Uh, maybe he's he's like texting me and something, and telling me he didn't get it. And last time he said he didn't get it. See, but I checked with him today, and uh, he's supposed to be in eight o'clock. So, like I so said, we supposed to be having Mister Eric Ray, Virginia Beach City Council candidate. And so waiting on him to come in. So why are we waiting on Eric? We got a lot. Waiting on Eric. Let's just let's just chat about a little something. What you want to get into tonight, man? I, I really want to get into this. Let me show y'all something. I want to show y'all something. Man, what you want? Let me show y'all this. this. My boy Ice Cube. <laughs> my boy Ice Cube. Let's talk about him. My let's boy Ice Cube. He, he got getting drugged because he working with Trump. Working with Trump. Now, come on, man. Come on, man. What's what's going on with people when you know you, you can't even work with people? You can't even work with people anymore. So, I mean, Ice Cube has done so much for the community, done so much. I mean, with his movies and 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 black people, but now. They want to cancel Ice Cube. And look, it, and it's not just movies, man. Whether you like it or not, when he was with NWA and uh, look and fuck the police thing, right? You know, all that 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 greatly impacted the black community. Whether it, it don't matter which way you want to view it, it did. Right. So and now people are acting like people are acting like he ain't got no voice in this thing. You right. know. Right, yeah, yeah. He was the main one. I mean, when they came out, you no, know, because I used to listen to NWA. I, I, I'm doing with my dudes, right? And right. I listened to Cube when he broke. You know, so I mean, th they were, you know, part of the first set of groups that came out with the hardcore gangster rap that was talking about police brutality. You right. know, Absolutely. I mean, they was at the forefront, the, the forefront of it. And now this brother can't even get a voice. What's up with that? What's up with that, Levita? That's why I said I don't know why they tripping because he been political since day one. Day they, one. They, NWA is was you know ninjas with attitudes, and it was mostly against police, the political system, things like that. Just not being you know, it was not too long after the race riots of uh, Rodney King and all that that they right. became popular. So from day one, they they were you would say gangster rap of of um, public enemy. You can smoke them if you got them, Heidi. Smoke them if you got them. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 hey. She won't let you go. Oh, man. She won't let you go. She won't let you go. So, uh, hold on. I'm, I'm going to have to mute somebody. We're trying to sell the house. Man. I'm going to have to. Hey, hey. I, I don't know whose mic that is, but it's feeding back. So, so if you're not talking, just go ahead and mute yourself. But, um. And that's Don. Yeah, Don, that's you, man. Turn, turn yeah. your mic down, Don. Turn your mic down. Yeah. All right, so Don, man, you know who we talking about, man? When we talk about NWA, I know you're the token redneck, man. You might not know who NWA is, man. <laughs> no, I know who NWA is. Look, I'm waiting for Flavor Flav to endorse Trump. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't worried about Flavor Flav though. You know what I mean? Hey, man, hey, 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 but Flavor Flav actually probably he probably would endorse Trump though. You know him in Public Enemy. You know, I'm about to text Eric Ray. 
Hey, so you guys go ahead and go ahead and, and run some things for me. I'm trying to get Eric Ray on. Yeah, man. You know, I had, you know, I came out. That's you again, Don. Um, Ice Cube came out and came out in support of trying to um, do something positive in the black community. Now, he reached out to both parties, right? He reached out to both parties. The Democrats came back talking about get to the back of the park real fast to you after the election. And Trump. The Trump administration was like, okay, well, let's rearrange our schedule and see if we can put something down. Now, people are having problems with Q trying to do something positive, man. I mean, I just don't get it. You know, I don't go ahead, Levita. I say, hold on. Okay, I say what the issue is is because he's working with Donald Trump, and as everybody right. knows, Donald Trump is constantly dragged and lied on in the media. So a lot of people that's uninformed, you know they uninformed. You know, the Division of Liberal Networks, DMC, Slams of Suppressed Information, the IQs needs to call it out. I mean, the, the melanated people aren't educating themselves outside of what the news media is portraying about Donald Trump. And because of that, they're automatically mad at him, just like they was mad at Kanye for supporting Trump. So yeah. it, it's not that they know none of the, his policies. They don't even know the policies of Biden and Kamala of their, you know, tenure in their positions. So therefore, they just mad at shit that they really actually don't know nothing about. Really, actually. I mean, and it's almost like everybody who um, basically uh, wants to work with conservatives. You know, if you if you leave the Democratic Party and you don't want to work with with the Democrats, you know, you you're dragged under. You know, the same thing happened to me and the same thing happened to Jerome. And, you know, even if even if you have policies and goals that are bipartisan, people don't want to hear anything you have to say as soon as you mention that you are conservative. And, the, and what's, what's interesting to me is that most black families that I talk to are conservative. Plain and simple. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Go ahead, Jerome. I mean, when you talk about conservatives, I mean, we we may have grown up in, let's say, Democratic households, per se. Right. Mm -hmm. But the values there were conservative values. Right. You know, you, you know, they're real conservative values. And so I mean, but but now. Black folk has gotten have gotten so. You know, I guess you can say people want to say brainwashed. You know me; I use programmed to to the Democratic or the Democratic Party that they're there to help. They're there to help us, right? Right. But how long have we been hearing this story? How long have we been? Hearing, I mean, let's take for example Joe Biden ass, right? Joe yeah. Biden's been in the Senate. He's been in. He's lived off the people for more than forty-seven years. Might as well say fifty. For more than let's just say fifty. Fifty yeah, years. He's well. he's lived off the people for fifty years. He's been on well so, fifty years. So why in the hell would people think and buy the lie? Even even if you don't know Joe Biden's history of the crime bill and of the Senate floor talk. And, and everything that he called black people, even if you don't know the history, right? 
you just look at how long he's been in Congress and in the Senate and be like, oh, so now, now you're going to fix it? All of a sudden. All of a sudden, you're going to fix it? You're going to miracle something. Man, get out of here with that bullshit, man. You know, I mean, just, just get out of here with that, man, because, I mean, and that's preposterous. But you know what, though? That's the way we think, you know, as, as people. And then not only not only that, right? People talk about racism here in the country, right? How racist is it that he actually came out and said, well, I'm going to put a black woman on the ticket? Well, yeah. So she's a token? She's a token then, right? I mean, yeah. In, in that sense, in that sense right there, according to the definition of racism. See, a lot of people don't understand what the definition of racism is. In order to be a racist, you have to control like institutions. You have to be in power in a way in which you can prevent other people from getting ahead. So in this particular case, Biden is that person. He's a person who is in power. So when he says that he's going to um, appoint a certain person because of their skin color, that is in fact racist. You know? So yeah, that, that's racist all day. Right, right. All right, so here we go. I, I just want to throw this out there real quick. The thing about it is Kamala ain't black. I don't claim her. You know what? <laughs> I wish that we could rescind her Howard um, um, uh, degree, man, because she's she's uh, putting a black eye on the university, man. People from Howard stand stand up for civil rights. They stand up for the downtrodden. They stand up for the disenfranchised. And what she's done through her career is step on people who are less fortunate than her by right. keeping people beyond their prison sentences in order to make them 13th Amendment slaves to get free labor. By, by disenfranchising single mothers uh, because their children are, few, are, are truant. What about sex trafficking? How she didn't go after the Johns who were, uh, but she went after the, the, the women, but she didn't go after the Johns. Yeah. How about when you talk about uh, Planned Parenthood selling off the baby? She was sued. Anybody could go and look up any docket and find all this information out about this woman who is exactly what Trump said she was, and she's a monster. Plain and simple, she is nothing. I will not claim her. She is not black. She, when she was uh, brought into Senate, she went in as the first Indian American mm -hmm. senator. She didn't correct the narrative, even though she didn't say that she wasn't uh, Indian and black. She didn't correct the narrative. She didn't correct the topic. She said that she was Indian American. So now all of a sudden, it's convenient for her to be black. Now that don't work for me. Uh, yeah, hey, I think yeah. He, I think that's your um speaker, Levita, that's feeding back actually. Because no, I'm sorry. Oh no, you good now. If you got something to say, go ahead because just go ahead and unmute yourself. Just just mute yourself. I was I say, let me get straight. She's an East Indian from actually a country. In other words, and then in addition to that, somebody just come in. She had an Adam's apple. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know. <laughs> I ain't getting into all that. You know, that that right there. So, so, all right. So, we gotta we gotta start bridging the gap between, you know, melanated people and people who are non-melanated. When when we start saying like um, whether it's true or not about Michelle, you know, I'm not getting into that with uh, Michelle Obama, and then you start talking about. Uh, other melanated women in a way in which, you know, that, that, that turns people off. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to attract people to the park. So we don't want to get into that because it, it just goes down a completely different road 
And a lot of these people are conservatives that we want to bring over to the party. And that's just not a good look for us. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. but we're not, but what we're not gonna do is 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 bring in fake fake people too. We're gonna call a spade a spade just like we do. And that's why we call out Kamala, and that's why we call mm -hmm. out Joe Biden and we call out these people. So here we go. Eric Ray is in the house. So we're gonna we're gonna come back to this because uh because like I say, this cancel culture is is, is starting to affect more people than they think and and it's only hurting us so without further ado i'm gonna bring in eric ray what's up eric how are you hey what's up man? how you doing hey man thank you for your vote man i really appreciate it i do apologize for uses mac in a minute so when it turned on i guess it's like oh you finally woke me up so i apologize okay. <laughs> so, you know, I was here. Okay. i'm just gonna pop out some people real real quick um so here we go yeah. So let everybody know who you are again since you're back. This is Eric's second time back. Yeah. But um, last time, I know it was kind of rushed because we got in a little late. So yeah. I'm going to have you back before the election. So go ahead, introduce yourself again. Tell everybody again who you are and uh, and what you're running for. Well, I'm Eric Ray. I'm running for the Virginia City Council, uh, representing the Centerville District. And uh, no matter where you live within the city, you can um, vote for me. Let me just tell you a little brief synopsis of who I am and what I stand for. I've been a conservative a long time before it was even popular to be a conservative. And so I've been, uh, I've worked in a lot of different campaigns. I'm a Navy veteran. So uh, Master Chief uh, uh, Bell, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for indulging a little, uh, a little semen over here. Um, I, I served in the Navy. Uh, I'm a funeral director. I own my own funeral home. I'm actually at my business now currently. Um, I, I, I've been in business five years. Uh, I served our state on the Virginia State Board, funeral directors and bombers. I was actually a, a McDonald appointee, the youngest ever in our state's history. So that's quite an accomplishment. Um, I, I'm, I'm for gun rights. I am, uh, I will say, unequivocally I'm for gun rights, uh, for right to bear arms. I am for uh, the free market because I own a business, so I'm definitely for the free market, for markets to flourish. And I'm also for individual liberties, you know, First Amendment, Second Amendment, all the other constitutional amendments. I am for uh, school choice, even though I'm not running for school board, but I want to make sure that our tax dollars go to go school choice. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm for liberty, and uh, we need more black Republicans to be able to uh, adhere to this Republican creed. The Republican creed is not perfect, but I want to make sure that we get as close to it as we possibly can. So um, I'm Eric Ray, and uh, uh, the, uh, the current occupant, I think, as most of you all know, uh, says that she's to, uh, for the Second Amendment, but she said in her Democratic questionnaire that she will stop at nothing, that until there is comprehensive gun control within the city of Virginia Beach. And so we, we don't need that. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, she was she's definitely against the Second Amendment. And that was one of the things that turned me off, um, especially when we went to that. Uh, we had that 2A resolution meeting that uh, that we we're going down and she had put up a, a resolution to um, not have it or something. It, it was something. Oh, no, 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 what it was, this was the second time. Uh, yeah, this was the second time. So the first time she did it was right after May 31st. I think, I'm sure everybody knows what May 31st was. May 31st was when the shooting happened. And I'm going to tell you what was so ironic about that day. It was a very tragic day in the city. She had a meeting at the very time the shooting was going on. Called a meeting on me because I went to her Facebook page because we were doing the city budget and I asked her 
did she or did she not vote to raise taxes? Now, isn't that, that's pretty a simple question, right? You see, yes or no. I was, it, it turned into a big thing. I was doing hate speech. I was supposed to be giving hate speech and citing hate speech. And so she wanted to call a meeting to discuss my hate speech. And that was when they had the meeting. And then later on that day, they were having press conferences about the shooting. She comes to city council meeting the Saturday, Tuesday. City hadn't healed. We, we weren't even we weren't even into things with families. She wants to do gun control, ban guns in municipal buildings. That was, I mean, so you, so the shooting on Friday, that Tuesday, she gets a call from Kelly Fowler, and the, her orders say you need to go ahead and do gun control. City council wildly said no. It was done, and then when the Democrats got control of the general assembly. They do it again. This time we have now they're 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 going to give us some help. This time she gets some leverage to say, okay, we're not going to uh, we're going to ban them all over the Commonwealth. And so she thinks it's going to be rock solid. And then she goes and says, I don't like the process. I don't like us making this a sanctuary city. I don't like this. Then she comes the next night and says, well, let's ban the municipal buildings. Now I'm not a I'm not a rocket science. I might not be the sharpest knife in the drawer, but if you see two thousand people outside saying we don't we want to make this a sanctuary city. I don't think, wouldn't you think that you wouldn't want to, you would not come the next night and say, let's ban guns in municipal buildings? You know, I, I mean, you you, you kind of get a good feel like, okay, well, they shot this down in May, and then we got 2,000 people out here, and they come back the next night. Wouldn't that kind of say, you know, we might want to go ahead and pull this. We might not want to do that, but not her. She went ahead and did that. So that's kind of person she is. That's one of the many things that she's done uh, over her uh, grueling tenure as the city council representative. All right, okay, very cool. Yeah. And, and go ahead. Any of you guys got a question for Eric? Go ahead. No, it just sounds like you know she's staying within her own echo chamber, you know, with uh, with the gun rights and everything like that. Obviously, if the majority of the people are against, you know, sanctuary cities and so on and so forth. And I remember that with the shooting. And what's happening, the 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 most disheartening piece about what went on with that shooting is we are not look we're just looking at the symptoms and not the problem. You know, nobody's addressing what the actual problem is, which is, you know, uh, people, it's a lack of opportunity. If that man, for example, right, if that man had more opportunities to him and didn't feel like, well, if I lose this job, I'm going to lose my entire livelihood, maybe things would have been different, you know, mm -hmm. would have been different. But that's not the case. There's just a lack of opportunity. There's a lack of opportunity for people to, to spread their wings and and get out there and indulge in other things that can make them good money in the area. That is the huge problem with the 757. But go ahead, I uh, you know, I doubt first. And you're right, and, 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 and you need to be able to make sure that that shouldn't be the end all be all. You right. know, I lose this job, my career, my life is over. That it, it shouldn't be that way. And and we gotta fix some problems internally. You know, even though the city council can't get involved into, um, into internal affairs, but it, you know, there should be some kind of some kind of oversight. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, 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 that's what, and, and that's what happened during that time. I, um, our council person has had such a, a wonderful job of being, uh, of not working with people. Um, she's brought a lot of groups together, uh, a lot of groups together as far as people who don't like her. And uh, uh, just the cantankerousness of it. And, you know, she's brought a lot of people who were kind of opposites together you know yeah. and, and and she wants to um she wants the she wants to ban guns in municipal buildings 
and she wants to ban guns all over the city in public places. And so she wants to defund the police. I knew I knew I knew something I She wants to ban police. Uh, I'm sorry, she wants to defund the police. Her statement was on council, she does not feel that the police should police the police, which means she needs, she wants to have the IRP, which is the individual review panel, a group of activists to be able to have subpoena power to subpoena police if there's a problem. So not only do you want to end qualified immunity, you now want to make sure that this group, no one knows how they're going to be picked or selected, but they're going to be able to have subpoena power. And, um, and they're going to be able to have subpoena power. She said, am I pro-death penalty? Uh, the city council doesn't, doesn't, doesn't deal with uh, the death Yeah, penalty. yeah, city council don't deal with death penalty. That's more on a federal level and... And all that stuff. City council hand, you know, handle city. Well, that's actually on state. Uh, that's actually state level. Yeah. Well, state, yeah, it goes up state, federal, yeah, all the way up. But um, all right. So let me ask you a question because I saw some. You know, it's been getting pretty, pretty dirty. You know, it hasn't been a, a, a clean campaign. You know, so so I'm gonna give you a chance to clear up some stuff that I heard. You know, about about you beating your wife and you know just all of this other stuff, man, that's going on. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and and we also heard some things about Wooten, you know, her embezzlement, her uh, she's a felon, her bankruptcy, you know, so a whole bunch of stuff. So, what do you got to say say about that? I was told right not to address it, but I, you know, I'm, I'm able to do that, and that's just too So here's the thing. So about what? So you know, um, this I didn't even now I I didn't find this this on on my opponent. I never found this. Um, this came to me, so that's why I said when you're in public service, you gotta got to be careful on who you're nice to because people will find things. And it came to me and um, and I, I gave permission to release that. Um, because the reason why I did that is because, you know, and, and, and let's say, I do feel that people can do things and be redeemed, that that's not your character anymore. But she's proven over these past few years that this is still who she is. And so uh, I think the, the public has a right to know not only was that her, but is this still her? And so um, what happened was, is there is uh, an embezzlement charge that was done in 94. Um, the, uh, the embezzlement charge was done, um, and she was younger. Um, and she was, the only thing that was kind of stuck out to me in that when I saw, there was a felony uh, attached to it, and it was pled, pled down to a misdemeanor. Felony was what stuck out the most. Um, now, no one, she never told anybody about it. Um, said something about it and said i was a kid and you know before you ran or what you ran then yeah that's that but not just that right before she ran in 17 there was a, a bankruptcy now there's just wasn't any other bankruptcy we all know there you can reorganize but this was a chapter seven pretty much was a and we all know the chapter seven is i'm absolved screw you but i keep the stuff and that's what she did before she ran um and it just wasn't a few things it was a house it was some student loans. It was about uh, some credit cards. It was a car. It was some wardrobe. It was a lot of you can't, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't claim student loans on bankruptcy. Oh, I got it. It was. It was, a, it was a happening dollar. And I, I didn't wouldn't have thought so either. But on hers, whatever whoever turn she used, did it. And so it passed. It was it was a half million dollars of it. Um, and I looked at the whole seventy one page document. And in that, that was done. Uh, now, what struck me as awkward is that there's there's a whole husband there that she has, and in her statement to Facebook, on Facebook, she said it was from a failed marriage or she's a single mother, but 
the dates are wrong because she was married in 2010 in 20, and, the, and the debt was accrued from 2012 through 2014. So now, so now let's go back to 94. You lied in 94 and now you're still lying in 2020 about something that happened in 2012. You're right. Uh, that was one of the things that struck me when I read through that. Um, she was saying that it was a she had a divorce, but then when she filed bankrupt, it was after she had remarried. So you know, so the dates and all that. It, it was from it was from a previous marriage, but her dates were you know while she was and, and, newly and married. Right? Yeah, and I think she thinks people are not the, the sharpest. I think she really thinks people are not stupid are, are stupid because. What happened was is that the document said her, her debt started in 2012 after she was married. So now if you can keep a house and you were married, how come the husband's name is not on it? Right, uh, her husband. You know, right. Husband was on it. So how's the husband's name on it? So we dealt with that. So um, that was released and um, and uh, you said you heard she misused any money. I don't know yeah, that that's true. Uh, I've heard some rumblings, but we don't. I don't have anything to prove that. But everything that was in that ad was factual. It's true. Even the newspaper, the newspaper wouldn't have run it if it wasn't true. Um, so now here comes the uh, people, and I, this leads back to your previous conversation. I was all kinds of Uncle Tom's house Negroes. Uh, well, they said Negroes. Well, y'all, y'all, I was house. Negroes. I mean, well, you know, we get that because we black Republicans. Yeah, so. so I mean, you know, we get those, uh, you yeah, know, those so gracious, was, those gracious was, names. Yeah, I was house nigga. Uh, I was a, then I beat my wife, which I said, okay, let's find out if we have, I was married and I'm divorced, but now I was a wife beater. So I want to see a police report. Can we find one that was produced? One? So, I don't mean to laugh, man. I don't mean yeah, to laugh. Yeah, you know, it, it is funny because it never happened, you know. Man, let me tell you, when I was running, when I was running uh, in my campaign, uh, you know, this is the character assassination. We, you know, Jerome and I, we just got on talking about that. And uh, that's the first thing that they like to do, especially the black men. The black men. We beat black men. And, uh, what, they, what they were saying about me that, is that I was a rapist. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm proud of <laughs> they, they were all the way with it. Now, and I'm a man who I haven't even kissed anybody other than my wife. And I've been married to her since, uh, what, for 24 years, you know, faithful. And so, you know, just to think, yeah, I get it, man. You know, that's the nonsense. That's why, like, whenever I start hearing uh, the character assassination on either side, you know, I just kind of, you know, just roll my eyes at it. You so, know? and it's funny because it's like what they accuse white people of, they do these things. So, and it's funny, I was told I should go apologize. And what's funny, one of the people that- Apologize to who, for what? I apologize to her for uh for putting this out because black it was called black on black crime i'm black on black crime so i asked the, the poignant question well if this was me would you be defending me this way absolutely absolutely you know um and you know it, so I, I i guess it stands the reason well am i apologizing because i exposed her as a black person or exposed a democrat a black female? So this is what this is all about. So I, they went on on WPCE and they just, oh my God. I didn't hear it. I heard about it. And there's a letter that one failed candidate, uh, an older gentleman, uh, he, he, he's, he's, he's always at city council yelling about something. Um, you know, and then another gentleman was, uh, he lives in, well, he used to live in Virginia Beach, but 
I think I don't know if he lives there now, but he had a funeral home when I was in the state board of funeral directors. We, we took his license because he was a danger to the Commonwealth. He was a danger. He was a straight danger. And he said we conspired against him. And I mean, he, oh, I mean, no, he was a danger. And and, and he was shady and he was shy. But he's on uh, he's on Facebook. I mean, he's on WPC talking that stuff. And then there's another guy, and he has a, a, a bad check as far as they found out. <laughs> so you see these this gang that they're this is a gang of thieves. If you take a look and see birds of a feather flock together, right. and finally, because the black community is 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 surrounding themselves and they are loathing these people, and they're co-signing this bullcrap. It's just amazing to me to see that they're just co-signing this stuff. But the only thing I hang my hat on, and I think about this, they're very afraid because they do see what's happening. And they always attack people. I've noticed um, what they're doing to Ice Cube today. He's trying to walk it back. If I know Ice Cube, number, I tell him, don't walk back. Stand no, I no, no, I don't think Ice Cube's walking yeah, it back today. Yeah. I, 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 oh, yeah, I yeah. heard Ice Cube. Ice Cube basically said, screw them, man. You right. know, I'm going with my plan, and right. I'm going to do what I do. You know, Ice Cube, like, you know, he, he he's not one of them brothers that's going to walk it back like Steve Harvey did. Steve Harvey walked it back, you know. But yeah. I mean, I just don't see Ice Cube as a punk, right? No, and no. so, and 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 the last thing I heard from Ice Cube is that no, he's gonna is his plan. He's gonna push his plan. The Democrats told him to wait, get right. in line, black black dude, and wait till after the election. And and the Republicans brought him in. Trump brought him in and say, okay, hey, you know, let's see what we can work with, right? Yeah. You know, so I mean, so this cancel culture, like in the black community, a, a black a black, especially black Republicans. It, you know, I found that people want to work with you because you have good ideas. You know, you speak the same language. As soon as they find out that you're a Republican, then they don't want to deal with you. You know, they, I mean, like your head just spent around and, and you know, in a circle and about to fall off, and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, and that's this, this, this council culture and this, and this programming, right. you know, right. of, of these black minds, man. And, you know, and, and I can't, wrap my hands and my mind around it of how crazy it is i'm gonna tell you why i blame the argument the black why you blame why you blame who now i'm gonna tell you why i blame the black church the black church i blame the black church and i'm gonna tell you why i blame the black church and, and i got a lot of pastor friends because their sermons and it's mm -hmm. so ingrained in them from cnn to sunday morning that they hear that republicans are the devil and right. that is all they preach is liberation theology that James Cone put together, which I don't agree with. Right. And the black church—that's why I'm probably <laughs> leaving the black church because the black church yeah. is all about the Demo they're more loyal to the Democratic Party than they are to Jesus. I ain't gonna put that on liberation theology. Oh, man. yes, it is. I'm yes, a theologian, man, but I understand. Yeah. I understand your argument. Uh, but here's the issue: um, Ice Cube definitely isn't walking it back. Uh, the issue is, you know, it's funny that you may bring up the churches because I was going to put a post up saying that you would have thought that Ice Cube walked into the church and started questioning the pastor on some on scripture. <laughs> that's exactly what we're seeing. Right. You know what I mean? And and what what's even also more disheartening about what I'm seeing is you have this fool, uh, Joe Biden, he gets out there in front of the entire world and says that basically black people are a monolith, right? Mm -hmm. Right. far as their philosophy of thought. Philosophy. Right. But then as soon as 
you get someone who who diverts from the masses, the main people that you have tearing them down are black folk. Black folk. And, and, it, and even though, you know, his, his goals are bipartisan, he said that both parties, he spoke to both parties. He said that basically the Trump administration said that they were going to go ahead and rearrange their schedule to see if they could work out a deal. But mm -hmm. the Democrats said, Negro, get your high pass to the back of the bus. Because we don't need you. We have you already. We don't. We don't need you. I don't. I have zero. To, I have zero incentive to do anything for your community because every year I got you. All I got to do is come and throw some, throw a little seeds, come play like I'm preaching in your church, mm -hmm. and you're gonna love me. You're gonna vote for me because I got your pastor there shilling for you for me every week, and it's wrong. It's dead wrong. See, yeah. what happens is you know during election season, you know and. You know, like you said, man, it, you know, it's the church and, and these churches, these these pastors understand during election season, these guys coming through with money for their collection plate. You know, okay. they coming through with money for the collection plate and for the church. They're going to give donations to their church, you know, and and, and, and they're bought and paid for. You know, hey, man, see, and not only that, see, let me touch on this real, real quick. That's what kept this son of a bitch, and I'm gonna call him a son of a bitch because oh, I don't think he should still be in office. And that's blackface Northam. If he was a Republican, he'd been done. He would have been, been done. done. They, they would have burned Richmond down to get him out of oh, office. Man. But you see what he did though, right? He promised the church and promised the HBCUs millions of dollars if they forgave him and not push him out of office. That's what yeah. that was, and that yeah. was the now, now I will say this. I will say this, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you know I got to keep it 100. The Republicans tried to recruit North. They tried to recruit Northam. They did years ago to be, be a Republican because because he was pretty conservative leaning. He was. Yeah. So my issue with that is we have character issues that we have to deal with in America if we want to move forward as a people. You know, now you and I, Jerome, you know, we, we, we have decided to, to roll, and Eric have decided to roll, you know, with the, with the conservative flavor simply because that's who we are, that's how we were brought up. Right. And we right. may have at some point in time, you may not have or whatever, we may have even voted Democrat, but we were always conservative because most black families are conservative. Right. I'm not anybody I'm not gonna let anybody off the hook when they're trying to play both sides of the aisle right I mean he, you know historically right historically we are as people all right yeah. so so here you go Eric. I'm gonna give you I'm, I'm gonna give you a shot here you know ask my panel anybody got any questions for Eric real quick Don Levita I know y'all kind of quiet because y'all you know you know this Virginia Beach thing you know whatever but um Tell everybody, Eric, why you are the best candidate to vote for, and and not uh, Miss Wooten. So, I'm I'm not perfect. So let's just say that right now, I'm not perfect. And uh, if there was anything to be dug up, I'm sure they would dug it up by now. So the one thing is, is that I'm fair. I mean, digging up and being a funeral director, that don't go, that don't go together. <laughs> uh, director by that picture behind you, man. If I dig up, I'm going to have to charge you twice, okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> so so here, here's the thing. With me, I'm very genuine, right. and, and, and I'm very honest about things. Uh, 
I sit at this table, I tell family, listen, I can't do this or I can't do it. And that's the one thing I live by. Um, I'm fair and I'll listen. Um, you know, the one thing I will say is that I've always said this, you always have to have a part of service, part of leadership and part for the people. And if you always carry those three core values, you know, like in the name, you get honor, courage, and commitment. You gotta have that. Um, you know, constituent services matters most. Um, that's what I, that's that's what I do every single day. So it's nothing that I have to learn on the job training. Now I'm, I'm gonna have to learn as far as you know, uh, um, you know, you know, like any new thing, you're gonna have to learn how to work with your other council mates, uh, learn those personalities, learn those. But my personality can gel with it. With it, I pretty much have a handle on on who they are and the mayor. Uh, preferably, we get Bobby Dyer back, and uh, I'm, I'm quite sure we will. But at, at, at the same token, my community matters first. I'm Virginia Beach first. And the thing with that is I'm not about Black Lives Matter uh, organization first. I'm not about some uh, some agenda first. I'm about the city of Virginia Beach and small business. And the re one big reason why you can uh, why you should vote for me over Ms. Wooten, this whole thing, Centerville, is not about me. This whole city council service is not about me it's not about eric ray he's not a celebrity i don't need to be known out in the community when you see me I'm, I'm not a celebrity i'm your servant and i'm not a leader i'm your servant i'm the person you call to make things happen within your community and that's the biggest thing and you know we're not going to agree on everything but we're not going to be disagreeable and we'll work it out um you know i don't have an attitude if you don't if you don't agree with me on the days you know but we'll work it out as people not as you know, DNR, because to be honest, city level shouldn't be um, conservative or uh, liberal. It should be, it should be community based. And so that's what I want to get back to. I want to get back to the old statesmen. You remember the old statesmen back in the right. day? They yeah. was, these guys were statesmen. You know, Reagan. They were statesmen. Right. And so that's what we need to get back to on city level. We need to get back to that on national and state level. So yeah, and so that's that's why you should elect me, man. And I I really appreciate this time. Hey, uh, Don had two questions, I believe. Don said he had two questions for you. You got to unmute yourself, Don. I'm going to unmute you. All right, go ahead, Don. I got you. How you doing? Hey, Don. Uh, it locked up on me, so I hope you can hear me. Um, so my two quick questions. Uh, you talked about the Republican Party in the beginning. Seems like your beliefs you are in line with all of us. And uh, but I looked at ballot PD and it's got you in it's nonpartisan. And I just wondered if that was a mistake or if you listed that for them or I had a quick question about that. Well, in Virginia Beach, though, these are really technically listed as nonpartisan races. So you don't file with the political party for a little bit. Right. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got now, if I was the oh. House of Delegates, it would be okay. I that was just I, I was reading your stuff and that popped out at me, so I, that makes sense. Um, my second question is I live in North Carolina and my wife and I are friends with Jerome, met Madison a couple times, and we really like the area up there. Uh, and it's become one of our destination spots when we want to get away for a weekend. Could you address your stance? on parking at the oceanfront mm, that's good. as that you, you discussed it on your website for the the uh for the uh residents 
Yeah, that was one of my campaign uh, plans. I, I wanted to have free park of the ocean front. A lot of people said it couldn't be done. I looked at it with Councilman Moss and uh, Councilman Abbott, Councilman Abbott, and there's enough money in the budget to be able to facilitate that. That would be for the residents. Because the reason why I say that is because there are a lot of residents who don't visit the ocean front on a regular basis. I don't visit the ocean front a lot. But I do believe if you if you made it free for residents, then those residents would be able to use, they would feel more inclined to be able to use the uh, the ocean front during the during the peak and off peak time. So I want to make sure that you know a lot of that goes towards a lot of that money goes to uh, goes towards um, maintenance. So you know you and and and, and administration. So we want to make sure that, that that our residents take full use of the oceanfront. Since the BLM have been having protests, a lot of people haven't really been using the oceanfront at all. So you know we want to make sure that you know you know to get our police and and, and our whole oceanfront back together where people will feel safe going back down there. First, but that's that's right now. That is our number one priority. All right, so I got a question for you, real okay. quick. Because, um, you know, I've been here for, like I said, eighteen years now. And, and when we first moved here, there were there wasn't a big flooding issue close to where I live. Okay, now there is. Okay, so what um would be your what are, what are your goals? What are your plans to help tackle the new flooding issue? that we have now going on here. The Dewberry study said we it's gonna be a lot of money, it's gonna be in the billions. Um to get that yeah. And I, I forget the number of state food. But it's, it's gonna cost a lot of money, which is it, or that number just escaped me just for a second. Don't quote me on that one, but I, I got I, I will definitely check the, the exact number because I want to know the exact number. But uh at the end of the day, you gotta, you know, it's going to cost more than $10 million. And our charter says that anything over $10 million has to go to referendum. And right. so we should put that in the referendum and we should, you know, be able to spend that money. People say we got the money. I know someone said to me the other day, well, we should spend the money. Well, you're the same person that said that we shouldn't be spending money for the sports room. Well, if that be the case, then why should we spend? I mean, right is right and fair is fair. If, if, it's in the, if, the, if the charter says don't spend more than $10 million by referendum, then we should do it for that. So... Um, I understand flooding is an issue, and flooding is it is an issue. But you know we got to tackle that now. But what we can do is do more maintenance, and if, and if we start the maintenance projects, we're cleaning out the ditches, and and some places we got to really start putting drains in, and right. in, in certain neighborhoods like Wonder Woods, because that's Matthew showed us that they don't have that. But yeah, we should be able to do that. About the B-pole tax, that's going to be a that's a rough one. Uh, it's forty. That'll be a forty-four million dollar hole. In the budget, if we can find forty-four million dollars, I think we can get it done. But, uh, but, but, but there is a relief for two years for a new business, so hopefully that'll be done. Okay, very cool. But thanks, Don. I, Don, now, did you say you voted for me? Because I think someone said they voted for me earlier. But I, no, yeah, no, that was Dina. That was one of the people. That was that oh, was okay. Dina. Kyle. Yeah, I, I was like Don. You, I said like, you took advantage of the of the of the mail and voted. Thanks, even though it was for me. But thanks, never mind. I mean, Don. Don actually <laughs> lives in North Carolina, so so if Don voted, he did so I mean, illegally. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure a lot that's gonna be going on in the next twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He voted. All right, so Vita, you got anything for Eric? <laughs> I don't, I don't. He, he supports the two A and everything. I'm not sure too much what's going on in Virginia Beach, but I know both you, 
him and Madison knowing y'all on top of it. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, he's definitely two so, yeah. A. First Amendment, Second Amendment, and um, and uh, he he he's actually a good guy. So, uh, but you know, one thing that I think from this campaign that I think that we need to take away from this is that I've always said that um, statewide, in the way to be able to get Republican uh, or to be able to get good supporters, that our community has to elect officials that look just like us. And we can't, you know, tell you know Republicans who are Caucasian, I love them dearly, but they've got to see representation that looks just like us or look like them. And so, hopefully, this will be something that will be a firestorm throughout the Commonwealth. I talked to I talked to Rich Anderson about that. We got to be more right. like black people elected into the Republican, I mean, into the General Assembly, into uh, state house and in the state senate and the mayorship, city council. Uh, Places, board of supervisors, school boards. We got to do more with uh, uplifting minority candidates and women candidates too. So hopefully, this will be something big. You know. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I talked to Rich Anderson about that too. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, and the plans to to make that happen. Not only here in this speech, but statewide. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Oh, I know you did, Dina. Thank you, sweetie. Dina, Dina was actually on my campaign. She's a rock star. Dina's awesome. Dina's Dina, Dina is a rock star. I tell you, Dina was out until three o'clock in the morning putting out signs for me the day before the election. That's so, a Dina packing. Yeah. So, you know, that, you know, Dina ain't scared to go nowhere. That's right. <laughs> no, no, no. Dina, Dina's a baller, man. So yeah. we appreciate it. So anything else you want to tell the people before we let you go? I'm done, man. I thank y'all for letting me uh, share with y'all tonight. Thank you, Don, Levita. Hope to be back soon, man, with the update as, as a councilman telling y'all what I'm doing. Good to see you, Madison. Next time, I, I, I didn't know we were at the radio station together the other week, and uh, you were there, and we would, uh, you, I, we just, I like, that was Madison down. Yeah, man, I thought that was you. I, I, I knew I knew your face, you know what I mean? Uh, it you left. Yeah, right, that's right. That's the way it happens, right? Yeah, man, we'll get together soon. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so cool, Eric. All right, man. So, so we appreciate it. We'll talk soon, man. So, uh, good luck in the race, man. I hope you're getting a lot of votes. And uh, you know, I voted. I voted for you, so I, 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 I voted for you. I appreciate you, man. All right, all right, man. So we'll talk soon, man. Take care, buddy. Y'all, y'all be good. Stay safe. All right, all right. Take care, bro. Man, you know. Sorry about that. All right. Pretty good interview, man. He. uh you know, what I like about candidates when they come on is the fact that when we're asking them questions, they don't buckle. Right, right. They don't, they don't, they don't start stuttering. You know, there's no question that's too hard. If they don't know, they'd be like, yeah, well, you know, I don't know. You know, this is the reason why, you know, right. that's the that's sign of a decent candidate right there. Yeah. No, yeah. He's he he uh he's he's solid, man. You know, Eric's real side likes he's been part of the community for the years. Like I say, he's a small business owner, you know, here um here in Virginia Beach. And he, he does everything thing the right way, man. Right. So, uh oh, sorry, Dean. I didn't get to your question. So you have to I didn't get to that. Sorry. It rolled up before I after I let him go, Dean. I apologize. I apologize. I mean, no, but that's what we want in candidates, you know, and uh and, uh, you know, I, I know people have heard how hard it is sometimes to come into the lion's den. Now, I, I have put out the invitation to any Democrat that want to come into the lion's den as well, you know, to any other in any mm -hmm. other Democrat city council people, um, you know, anybody still left, you don't want to run, you know, there's running for, 
um, uh, what is it, Congress or Senate or whatever. They, they're welcome to come to Alliance Den, and especially the local candidates, the school board candidates. Uh, if you if you are a Democrat or if you're a, I know you're supposed to be nonpartisan, but if you're a liberal, you know, you and you want to come to Alliance Den, you're welcome to come to Alliance Den and uh, for an interview. You know, don't be scared. You know, we don't bite much, so. <laughs> much. Uh, smells like dinner. Yeah, exactly. So uh, can you help crush that? Okay, yeah. Okay, Dina. All right, so cool. All right, y'all, well, I appreciate it. We're going we gonna to try to hold this one down to 50-something minutes tonight. Hey, man, you, you know, know. It was a special, you know, bring Eric in. But like I say, unless y'all got something else to talk about. A couple things, though, all right? I'm going to, uh, on Saturday, I'm going to share the screen real quick. So on, on Saturday, like I say, I'm going to be at the We the People rally up in Fredericksburg, Virginia. I see you, big boy. Up all over the place, man. You yeah, all over yeah, the place. Yeah, be up there. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play this video, man. I'm going to see what y'all think about this it's, video. Hold it's that. MC. Check that out. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That security rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. Yeah, all right. So, so this way it's gonna. So, um, I mean, the rally itself, uh, you know, it's it's not a political rally. You know, it's not a Democrat thing. It's not a Republican thing. And there's, um, I'm gonna hold that up there for anybody want to know where that, where is that. No, this is gonna be an American thing. You know, an American thing because our government, and I'm sure you all will agree. At least I hope you will. And if not, I don't care. You know me, but um, it's it, it's gotten too big, right? It's gotten too big, and we need to rein back in the government. So that's what this rally is about. It's and that's why it's a we we're the, we the people rally up there. So it's gonna be pretty big, man. You know, I, I think it's gonna be pretty nice. And yes, I am the MC, fortunately. You know, but it's gonna be good. We got some great speakers coming up there, man. And um, I think it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna be a family event. 
you know, even though, even though, you know, this guy here, right? I'm, I'm gonna share the screen again. Even though this guy here, he's he's a freelance reporter up there, and um, he he's trying to make it sound like, trying to make it sound like you know that we're radicals. You know what I mean? You know. So so this guy, you know, he wrote he wrote this article, you know, up there. So you gotta check this article out. You know, but check out what he said about your boy. Though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Check out what he said about. About right, yeah, 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 man. I made I made the paper up there, man. You know, all right. So uh, about eleven speakers, man. You know, um, all right. So he says, uh, so he says about me. You know, he, he you know negative stuff. Master of ceremony is Jerome Bella Virginia Beach, who calls himself, who calls himself an America first conservative Republican. First of all, you know, I, I guess he for, I guess he don't know. I served twenty seven years in the Navy. A de decorated uh, honor honorary um, chief petty officer retired. So yeah, I am America first, but it's not that why I call myself that. But yeah, yeah, I think that. And of course, he had to say I was defeated. Blah blah blah. I had my Twitter account suspended for this year for a controversial stance on immigration. I mean, well, you know what? I just happen to be the be the only one. I'm just having to be the only one in the first one. They came out, you know, in, in support of the American worker, right? You know, so of course, you know, it doesn't say anything like that, you know. So I mean, you know, so I mean, and 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 you see what color he was, right? Uh, that's uh, the that's first thing I noticed about him. And and that's the part that's bothering me the most about even when we look at this ice cube situation, we have so many brothers and sisters that come out. Well, you know, he's a reporter, so he's already bought and paid for. We understand that. And as much as they want to call themselves freelance or uh, objective insofar as their reporting is concerned, you know, one of the one of the curses of being highly educated is that um, you, you're constantly overanalyzing a lot of things. Right. And in my professions, you know, I have three degrees in psychology. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly analyzing and overanalyzing. And then I go back in retro. And then I go into introspect, you know, about a whole lot of things. And and the reason why I do that is because I'm constantly trying to help people. Right. Now, when you have a person like that, who obviously, uh, just by looking at him, is a young man. So he doesn't have a whole lot of experience behind him. He doesn't have a lot of years behind him. And he's trying to make a name for himself. When you get out, and first of all, as a reporter, and you try to put down veterans that's the number one that's a no-no you know nowadays with a lot of millennials it seems to be uh okay okay right right it seems it's to no be longer, okay. right. yeah, it's no longer taboo but the interesting thing about it is that uh, i don't know you know a, a lot of those folks who are are speaking against our veterans and so on and so forth who have served at all you know they they primarily stay in their their parents basement and uh play video games and and that is the extent of their experience other than you know cyberbullying or something like that which means nothing to people like us or our age the second thing the other piece about that is you know when you have people like that who get out there and just want to uh, pontificate upon their own uh, limited experiences um, you know, they didn't grow up in an era where, you know, we got out, we socialized, we knew how to interact 
we learned how to interact with people who were like us and also with people who were not like us. This is something that these this newer generation, I won't say Generation Z, because I've caught I've taught several generations now. Uh, Generation Z seems to be a little more grounded than the millennial. But that millennial generation just seemed to be out there, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, like what? <laughs> on Mars or something. And it's like, listen, we love you. Uh, we're sorry that you feel the way that you do. But you need to come back and get grounded because a, a lot of my millennial students, one of the things that I would teach them is, look, while you are sitting here playing on your iPhones and complaining and cyberbullying. People in China are training to kill you right now. <laughs> that is literally their goal in life, is to demolish you, to kill you, your family. That's what this China virus is all about. Whether you believe it or not, it's a bioweapon. They are trying to kill you. You have people who are Democrats who want to be their friends. They are not our friends. You, you see what I'm saying? And so when you have candidates that come out there and say, no, we want to put you first. We want to put you and your family members first. That's a good thing. Right. Because we're looking out for you and your health and your well-being and your children, should you have any, if you get off the computer and meet somebody that might like you, you might find somebody that you fall in love with. But this other nonsense that you're doing on this cyber stuff, it's, it's ridiculous. Stop it. Come back to reality. Come back to real life. Understand that the real world is happening. You can't live in your parents' basement forever. You got to, at some point, get out there and earn your living. Your parents won't live forever. I wish I could. I love my daughters. You know, I, I, I love providing for them. I love everything about being a father. I love everything about being a, a good and a faithful husband. But I know I won't be here forever. So what we have to do is we have to learn how to grow the fuck up. All right. This other bullshit that you're doing is doing nothing but hurting our country. When you have people that want to put Americans and American families first, that should be paramount right. for any and everything that you do. Because we're trying to put money in your pockets. We're trying to make sure that you can have a family and a home and know what it's like to earn a living and not live in your mama's basement or your daddy's basement your whole life. There, there, are, there, is, there are certain intangibles that come along with learning how to earn something. It's important. All right. Well, and not everybody gets a trophy. It does not right. work that way in life. I know American. I know America. And I know liberals want to make it seem like everybody should deserve it. But guess what? Should we get attacked? My daughters would fight harder than a lot of these men out there, these, these uh, millennial men, because they know how to shoot. They know how to defend themselves. That's what we do. I, I teach. This is ridiculous. Stop it. Right. You're nonsense. All right. What you got to say, Levita? Levita, hold on. Let me just say this last piece. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Levita, trying to jump in. I'm gonna say this last thing, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go ahead. You're getting out here. You're protesting with uh, the Marxist organization, Black Lives Matter. We all know Black Lives Matter. 
I don't need to wave a flag to say that my life matters. I don't need to wave a flag. I have a black family. I'm married to a black woman. I got black daughters. I'm going to have black grandchildren. My nieces and nephews are black. My mama and my dad, my, my daddy are black. We don't need to wave a flag. All right. But when you're getting out here and you're in, you're promoting a Marxist communist uh, society that is adamantly opposed to the black family. And you get out there and get your ass whooped by people who are pro-American. You deserve that shit. You deserve that. You deserve that. <laughs> I go ahead, Vita. What we go ahead, Vita. I'm take up you. Okay. I, I agree with a lot of what Madison said. So I'm not really sure who he's talking about, but you are correct because it is a lot of us in the millennial generation. It's like it's two groups of us. You, I, I do have to agree with that. Where it's no. a group of us where we're completely just out of touch. It's like what you know, reality are they from? Because it's like they're totally out of reality. <laughs> I got it. But it's us that are in reality. But also we have to look at and see and say who dropped the ball on the generation. Because we have to look at not, I mean, I know you are, are more outspoken, forthcoming, willing to take action. But if you think about it, especially even just the, the uh, when you look at the Democratic Party, to take them, for example, it's not like it's a drove of millennials. These are like baby boomers. These are people, you know, 40 years and up that's constantly reinforcing dumbass mindsets on the on the right when we were youth and then we grew up. And now we're thinking this is okay to do because you have to understand where was these habits developed and practiced and went under the radar to the point that nobody was putting them back in check and say, uh-uh, you you got to know what's going on. You know, you can't be sitting back not know what's going on. So, and you right. And then even when you talk about the men, look at the once the fathers was removed from the home, what you got all these single mothers' homes that's constantly promoted, supported, uplifted, make like that's a good thing to do and be, right? So basically with, with that being the case, now these men are growing up in single female households and they're adopting too many feminine principles and behaviors and mannerisms and, and mindsets and therefore they're not providing and protecting because that must be on as many fronts as possible that they can you know weather a storm to do so we have to look at who developed or who allowed this to be because this 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 the community of millennials you're talking about came from somewhere right from so we oh, got to look at everything. I, I'm not trying to place blame, but we got to look and make everybody take accountability. And, and still to this day, people in my own family, even when I say, hey, come on, like we got to stop blindly voting and not knowing the issues. And it's like, well, I, they like, no, I'm still supporting Biden and Harris. I'm like, we got family members went to jail and was, you know, harshly sentenced under that crime bill. Like, what, what you mean? Right. So... I get it, and it's just not us. So don't do that, Madison. Right. Hey, real quick. Hold on. But the people out there protesting are by and large millennials. The people out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's their age group. That's what I'm they're yeah, paid because they really serious. They're, still they're, paid. I mean, they're taking the money, right? Madison, they're mm -hmm. paid. They they, they not understand off they just the strength. It's their decision to take the money. 
a lot of them, I did my homework. A lot of them pay. A lot of them pay. But whose choice is it for them to decide to take the money and then to act on that? That's their choice. That, I, look, I won't do that on somebody else. That's their yeah, choice. Could somebody buy and sell you right now? If the answer is no, which I think is no, that means that that was putting you from a young age that you are not to be bought and sold. You I are not. Uh, uh, no, I can't put my decision making as a so this that's a principality thing that has to be indoctrinated in a human being in their youth stages, and that really comes from a man. That's that's a masculine, energetic. People need people need fathers in the home. So here's the deal, though. Right, and that's where the breakdown is. The breakdown is. I mean, the, the a lot of the breakdown is is from the fathers not being in the home, and we know that was a construct. We know that was a design. To, to break up the, the nuclear black family. But we're going to touch on something re real quick here, you know, that Jason, you know, about this big tech tyranny and censorship. Well, I'm going to touch on that first because I got censored, okay? I got my account, and a lot of people know, got suspended two weeks before my election. At the height of my momentum going into the election, I got suspended on Twitter. So I, I, I'm a big opposer of big tech tyranny, you know, whether it's Facebook that they're doing now, because that's part of the cancel culture as well, you know, I mean, but it just seems to be happening to conservatives, okay? It, 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 it doesn't happen to Democrats because they can say whatever they want to say and they just keep flowing, right? But it, it, it happens to to conservatives and, and, and it has to go away. And I'm hoping that they rewrite this uh, 230, okay? I'm hoping, you know, that President Trump does something or Congress does something to to um, rewrite the 230 to where they are not protected any longer and to where they can get sued by individuals because they're um, really suppressing our First Amendment rights. So, you know, that's my take on that. Too. I'm, on, ahead, I'm on Twitter. Account. I'm on Twitter account number five. And three of them were reported by Alyssa Milano who can say whatever the hell she wants to say. But when I say something, she reports me and I get deleted. So I'm on number five, but Madison, I wanted you to hear this because you talked about the veterans and my pinned post on Twitter says with over 200 years of service, my family members and I did not support and defend the constitution only to have it thrown out because the left cannot control the psychopaths created by their failed societal policies. Right. No. And, you know, and you talked about China not being our friend. And these, these younger generations, I think part of the problem, and they're anti-gun, and I think part of the problem is they do not understand the significance of the quote about a gun behind every blade of grass. I mean, well, that's because they don't learn that any, anymore. We, I mean, civics is gone. The, the, the council culture has invaded our education system. And it's the council culture of being an American, what it means to be an American, being, you know, being from America, loving America and defending America. Some of these kids, I wouldn't trust them to defend us right now. Right. Not at all. Right. Not at all. And, and, and they have no clue what it means to really love a country. 
you know, whether, you know, we talk about slavery, we can talk about any of that stuff, whatever, okay? Bottom line is, is this, though. This is still our country. I was born here. I was raised here. This is my country. And that's why on my, you know, um, campaign, the first thing you see on my page is like, do say, I'm an America first candidate. I'm an America first person. Okay, America is exceptional. I believe in American exceptionalism because this is my country. This is where I'm from. I would I would be an idiot or a fool to say, okay, yeah, China, I want China to be number one. Or I want another country to be number one before this country. And that's what right. these fools are doing. That's what these the it's been inbred, and I wouldn't say inbred, but indoctrinated into their brains in college because you know it started in college and now they are going after our school children starting at the elementary age now they've come down to elementary school to where they are indoctrinating these kids to hate america who wh wh where did this come from i know where it came from i'm just throwing it out there where did that come right. from well that's why we homeschool Right, yeah, you guys, you guys switched to homeschool yeah. this year, right, Don? Right, and that's why. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, we we homeschooled for a while. Um, we didn't put our kids back in school until my wife became a teacher. Through those moderators, you know. So uh, I completely understand homeschool, um, and we didn't have a whole lot of faith in the public school system, even though, you know, I'm a teacher. And so right. even in the, in the piece about that is even being a teacher, I see the atrocities that take place every day. I see the attacks that come against our <laughs> children. I see how parents' rights are being uh, infringed upon. And, uh, you know, it's these experiences that, you know, I bring to the table insofar as trying to help to push families forward so that we can make our systems better. You know, we don't need to abolish the systems. We need to fix them because they are good systems. But, you know, just like anything else, if you if you let some bad apples get in there, mm -hmm. call the bunch. We need right. to take them back. We need to take them back. It's, it's what it is, you know. And this is one of the things that really upset me, you know, as far as, you know, we call them these house Negroes. They call us house Negroes, but we understand who the real coons are. The coons and the house Negroes are the ones following Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We understand that, you know, being, being open-minded, being real conservatives, we understand who the real coons are. They don't understand. But this is what really upset me. I know I was, I was in Madison. He invited me to come into his classroom and talk to his class. Madison teaches all black kids in the inner city of DC. But I'm a coon. Okay. You know, I coach high school football, other than this year, in the inner city of Norfolk. I put more black kids in the college playing the game of football probably than anybody in this area. But yet, they look at us as coons. They look at us as, as people who don't understand how to help the black community or, what, or don't understand what we are doing to affect and, and help the black community to where they're doing nothing. So th that's the thing that upset me and Madison the most, I know, um, because we talk about it damn near every day, you know? So, I mean, but I mean, and that's where we have to, like I say, reach and get into the communities. I mean, it's frustrating and it's tiring, you know, it's, it's very, it's exhausting to, 
keep trying to bring out our people out of out of mental bondage really is what it is is mental bondage is mental slavery because you know i put something on madison's page that said the reason slavery lasted so long is because most of them didn't realize that they were slaves because if they had realized they were slaves we the slaves outnumbered all the white people in the south they could have easily just took over but you know what they didn't realize they were slaves but, and, but they did those wrong they did they did they i mean I, I mean they yeah I, I mean they did they did but but i'm just saying that mentality it shouldn't have took as long that's what i'm saying right okay yeah, right. um so you know it shouldn't, it shouldn't have took as long you know but you know and i mean and, and you know and i see that same mentality into the people that post on your page every day madison or the people yeah. that and the people that attack us for you know being who we are and they don't really understand that they are still mentally enslaved by white supremacists because people like to send joe biden is a white supremacist most definitely he's a white supremacist if anybody is you know and so and Kamala Harris. And Kamala, well, of a house Negro, if you want to call her black, I won't call her black. I'm not calling her black. But she's the worst type of melanated individual um, that I can think of. You know, and the thing about it is, you know, going back to uh, black people, take see they don't teach real history in school because if they did, then they teach about the Gullah Wars and all that stuff, right? and how black people did basically win their own freedom through fighting for their freedom. You know, right. so the Trail of Tears, that wasn't a bunch of Indians. That was- That was, that was a, black Seminoles. Those were Seminoles. And, and those black Seminoles. But a Seminole was a runaway slave. Right, so that's right. You need to go back and check your history and learn um, uh, how we did win. Exactly. Our, and the Emancipation Proclamation was true indeed. It was true indeed to save the Union because the South was getting their asses built by by renegade slaves. So uh, if they teach that history, then we would look at things uh, entirely differently. But they don't. And so, you know, that plays a role, you know, and, you know, the, the sad part about it, man, is, you know, I haven't had somebody come on my page trying to talk negatively a black person trying to talk negatively about Ice Cube. I, I won't have that on my page. Right. I'm not going to allow somebody to sit up there and try to character assassinate somebody when they have good intentions. You know, and it's not just about black folks. You can have it about anybody. But in this particular case, you know, we all know Ice Cube. He's pro-black. He's trying to help the black community. He, he's way pro. He's, he's pro-black before most of these fools yeah. They come on your page was even born. And the, and the sad part about it is most of the people who are commenting don't do a damn thing or lift a finger to try to help the community out. They're just talking shit. You know, and, and the other piece is all this stuff. Like I won't call a person a coon. You know, I, I you know, right. I, I'll talk to you and we have our personal conversations. That's between me and you, just like anything else. But in public, I'm not gonna do that. But here's the piece that really gets me. A lot of these people I've run into face to face. And the piece about that is 
is that when I see them face to face, they are weak as wet toilet paper. It's a so different story. Don't come up here trying to talk junk behind your damn computer when you know you wouldn't <laughs> say this to my face. Because we all know how that would end up. You know, listen, I was a chaplain, I get all that, but uh yeah, I wasn't always a chaplain. And so and and I don't have a problem with uh with uh, standing for what I what I believe by any means necessary. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so Lavita, go ahead, Lavita. You can you Lavita, you can have the last word tonight. Go ahead. And I, you know, I ain't gotta have a last word. I just wanna add um, okay, I just wanna add um we everybody was not slaves. Let's let's get that straight first. Okay. We have to understand that America is, is our employee, right? As in indigenous people who understand where they come from, right? And the soil that they were birthed and their ancestors' land and things like that. Okay. Speaking for my family, okay, which we engaged in Gula Wars. They came all the way up through Florida, all the way up through the states, down into Mexico, and they were undefeated in their path to there. And then also the Seminole Wars, which took place all through and throughout the Southeast and all the way going down throughout the South and different places, even going more toward um, north a little bit. So when we even look at all these wars, we have to understand that what is perpetrated and propagandized is not is not true. Like when it says, Oh, you know, oh, we were defeated. We no, we weren't. We because everybody was not slaves, and a lot of us knew that this was our land, and we fought to the death of it, even through those Haitian wars and stuff like that. It was always wars going on at all times, probably all the way up until still, even you know, till we just was dismantled or genocide, or we really paper genocide to a degree where you know, uh, 1920s when they were dropping the bombs on the different cities all the way up to like 1940. So when the government really got in, involved through air striking and stuff like that, that really was wiping out a lot of our warrant or to for these stories to peak the head stone. Now I'm saying all that to say we have to understand that that history is not going to be told by people that want to see you oppressed. And then we have to even understand who who invented it and who even funded the public school system. Okay, it wasn't indigenous people. So we have to understand that these systems and constructs was created to do exactly what they're doing. And if we are looking for someone other than us, indigenous original men and women, to, to put our youth in the mindset that they need to be in, which is stay ready for war, but always come in peace, right? But stay ready for war, then we're gonna constantly get a repeat of what we're getting. So this is why I'm saying it is nobody's job but ours. And just like you done all of, I even homeschooled my child for years. And when he brings home that bullshit history, I tell him, tell me the real history and I'm going to let you know how well you're doing. He got four point I said, no, you're memorizing incorrect, inaccurate historical events and things like that. Give them to me straight. And then I'll tell you, you know, if that's correct or not. So it's up to us to teach our youth and things. And when we see them not being empowered and taking action, and just like you saying that even Madison said that it's taboo that they attack veterans and stuff, it's because they have the ties to the land has been severed. And we, we must, this is why, this is why I just, when I did my show on identity crisis and business models, the, the, from the minute that you don't know who you are, everything else is a capitalization on you. You are forever subjugated under that ignorance until you come from out of it. So until we tie our children, our families back to the land and they understand that it is more important than anything like you said, because that does funnel back down to life or death. 
because no matter how we come up in this capitalist system, which is okay, I'm not against capitalism because it's better than socialism, communism, Marxism, right? So even though it has classism in it and some racism in it, but it's still a free country, free soil where nobody has a gun to my hand outside. When I go outside my house, I can literally make the choice and do anything I please with my day without the threat of somebody directly killing me. Now, I'm not saying the police and stuff, won't, but but it's not like commu like a communist regime that I'm worried about. Like, oh my God, I can't even get to the grocery store without you know a military truck riding up on me and saying, "Who gave you permission to do?" So because it's not like that, we can't make excuses. We have to understand that this has been the same play of the same playbook, steady ran on us until we understand that and go up from there it will be the same. Like we really have to start talking solutions and then we really have to understand how to operate privately and publicly, especially in this commercial system because we are not preparing our children to be in competition. Forget globally, you already know American education system wasn't even holding up globally. Let's just say in America, in America we falling out. These children are literate, they, 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 they don't have ties to the land, they don't know who they are. You know what I'm saying? They can't respect nothing. We somebody got to be say, hold on, where did we drop the ball? Because it ain't no way this youth should be this out of control. So yeah. we, if we all look at it as a as a systematic thing that we have to unify under, and it's not only a color thing. It's like you saying, being an American, understanding this soil is the freest and the best soil, and that's why every other country of people want to come here by the droves every day, all day, and literally die in the process of doing it because that is a stake that they wish willing to take because how great this land is. So we're not tying our youth to that. Right. We're gonna get old one day, you know, so we can't do it forever. So it's it's like and I'm not saying us like we're not doing it like us four. I'm talking about the the millions of us that's gonna be at the rally on Saturday and everything that we understand this is important. So that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> well, cool. Well, we're gonna end the show on that. Miss mm -hmm. Levita, the model has spoken. So, hey, so um, hey, appreciate y'all coming in on this Thursday special. We won't have a show tomorrow because I'm gonna be up in Fredericksburg um tomorrow evening. So we had this tonight. We brought in Eric Ray. Hope everybody got to see and, and listen to Eric Ray. If not, hey, you all can hear the podcast. We're on like eight, nine different podcast channels now. You know, so people can check the show. I'm gonna upload it. It'd be uploaded probably within the next hour or so. If you missed this live show, or if you don't have a computer, watch it. You can go on the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on um, Overcast. We're on, you know, it's just so many, okay? We're on, um, so so just go. Matter of fact, here, I'm going to put this up while I'm thinking about it. And while he's doing that, you can also catch us on Facebook at Jerome Bell for Virginia. Or Madison down for Hampton Roads. <clears throat> uh, They've been trying to censor us, but uh, we're still here. Jerome, if you run into that reporter, invite him to the show. Oh well, hey, I, well, I, I'm hoping he's going to be there. To be honest, um, I, I'm really hoping he's going to be there, and so I'm going to call him out by name, you know, and 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 you know, and let him know. A couple of things, but I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this website on Anchor, so you can go there. You all can go to Anchor and um, catch the podcast. You can see all the other stations that we're on as well. 
because like I said yesterday, I think we made it to Apple Podcast. So so that's a big thing for and, us. And then so. when he calls me a racist, we'll have to share a picture of us breaking bread together, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. No doubt, no, no doubt about that. Um because we got we got we have plenty of those. Yeah. <laughs> we have plenty of those. So so like I said, y'all appreciate me. Y'all have a good weekend. Um, y'all know where I'm gonna be this weekend and um Y'all have be safe. Love, love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Everybody tune in. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your questions. We really appreciate it. We couldn't do it without you guys. Like I say, we're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on a podcast. So we're, we're trying to move up in the world. So, you know, appreciate y'all. So uh, y'all take care. Be safe. Um, love America because it's the only country we got. It's all of our country and we need to protect it um, as one. So. Y'all be cool. Many blessings. Y'all have a good week.